I'm Gabby. Welcome to another episode of the Happier Life Project, brought to you by the free award-winning mental health and wellness app, My Possible Self. Now, if you're listening to this episode close to its release date, then we're in the week of Valentine's Day. And much like Christmas, it doesn't always make everybody feel great. No matter your relationship status, you could be not in a very good place with your current relationship. Maybe you've recently separated. Maybe you're single. The grass is always greener. So we're going to be looking at love and mental health as part of today's episode. And if you are feeling crappy about your love life right now, then fear not, you're not alone. Hopefully this episode is going to make you feel a little bit better with our guest, Victoria Neve. She's the founder of The Glow Up Project, which aims to inspire women to understand that, and this is the tagline, the real glow up is an inside job. Vic is very passionate about empowering women to unconditionally own themselves. And uh, she's built up a huge following on social media with her content advocating just that. And it comes from a very real and raw place, which to be honest with you, Victoria's story was so compelling. I've dedicated the entirety of next week's episode to Vic and her story because it just really goes to show on the outside, here is this gorgeous, gorgeous girl. And on the inside, she has a crippling eating disorder, has put under so much pressure, but looks, everybody thinks, like the picture of health. So I'm giving you that bit of background now because... In today's episode, we are exploring love and mental health, and we're also talking about how Vic ended up creating the Glow Up Project and going on to help so many women feel better about themselves from the inside out. So just to give you a little bit more context so everything we talk about today makes sense, Vic's very complex relationship with her body started off when she was training to be a dancer in college. And this is where she developed anorexia nervosa and had a very serious eating disorder. She became so poorly that she couldn't complete her studies and had to shelve her career as a dancer. She healed physically and she basically decided because she loved moving her body so much to train as a PT. And that's how she ended up entering the world of bikini modeling which just to clarify with bikini modeling because I was a little bit confused Vic says it's a bit like bodybuilding modeling so everybody was looking at her thinking she was the absolute picture of health and fitness but behind the scenes she was really really struggling with the punishing diet and fitness regime and also the effect that that had on her quote-unquote healthy body was actually doing to her body things like her hair falling out her period stopping like I say Vic's story is so incredibly compelling you can hear all about it on next week's episode but I just wanted to give you that bit of background now so that everything that you hear today makes sense so with that in mind ready to find a healthier happier you let's get started welcome to the happier life project victoria neve 
There's so much I want to talk to you about in a very short space of time. You're a female confidence coach and mentor, a social media influencer, advocating for body confidence and breaking stigma around mental health, and also founder of the Glow Up Project, which aims to inspire women to understand the real Glow Up is an inside job. The Glow Up Project, you say, is the home of all things self-love, self-help, and fully owning yourself. Mm-hmm. So, as I kind of mentioned before we got going, this episode is going to go live on the 13th of February. So, yeah. love is in the air. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So, this is going to be our kind of major theme in today's episode. And the role that love plays, the part it plays in mental health, whether that's self-love, romantic love, friendship, family, pets, any yeah. kind of love. Before we kind of get into a bit about you and what you do in your journey, I wanted to have, if it's okay, a quick chat with you about Valentine's. Do you, are yeah. you into it? Do you celebrate it? Do you know what? It's one of that. So I've been with my partner for about eight and a half years. Right. And it's one of those things where I'm like, oh, but you know, we'll not bother because it's just a money making yeah. situation. But it's when it every day Valentine's Day, day. Uh, of course um no I wish but um when it comes to the day if Mike doesn't come home with some flowers I'm like turn around and get back outside that door and the next time I see you I hope you've got a big bouquet of flowers in your hand and it's so it's like one of them you know we don't we don't do like a big kind of celebration where we go out and Mm -hmm. all of that Mm -hmm. just like a little nod to each other Mm -hmm. and I do I think Valentine's is nice for that like you know, every day you want to be expressing love to your partner, to your friends, to yourself. But I think on a day that emphasizes the idea of love and expressing that love, I think it's it's a it's a nice reminder for everyone. Yeah, I could agree with that. I think sometimes it can sort of tip over into the ick a bit, you know, when it gets mm. a bit too cheesy. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I've I found some really interesting stats and research from uh, the web, and I'd love to get your opinion on these. So the first was to an article that was on Banyan Treatment Center's page saying Valentine's Day, a day to celebrate love and affection, may unintentionally make some people feel more depressed. Mm. Emotional distress may be exasperated by the emphasis society places on romantic love and the pressure to live up to social norms. It is essential to recognise the possible effects of this day on mental health because it makes it possible to approach oneself and other people with greater compassion and support. And then they've gone on to list some of the reasons why somebody may get depressed on Valentine's Day, which includes increased isolation for people who are depressed, particularly if they believe they are not enough in romantic relationships. The emphasis placed on couples in society could unintentionally heighten feelings of isolation. Comparisons and despair, depression can skew perceptions, causing people to negatively compare their own lives to assumed social norms, probably a lot to do with social media on that one as well. Unrealistic expectations, people with depression may feel overwhelmed and unable to live up to the unrealistic expectations that society places on them to have a perfect romantic Valentine's Day. And then the financial strain. When coping with depression, Valentine's Day demands a thoughtful strategy that puts mental health first. 
Yeah. Have you ever had any bad Valentine's Days? Do you know what? I've had a boyfriend like my whole life, so not really. But so I'm going to be 30 this year and I've got a few friends who are single at the minute and some of them have been single for quite a while. Mm. And I don't know, would you call Valentine's Day a holiday? Like, you know, in terms of Valentine's Day and Christmas, especially Christmas, I think those two days can just put so much pressure Mm. on not only like kind of the people from the outside looking in, but on people in general, like it would put so much pressure on a couple to feel like they should be so romantic, like so loved up and start Mm. to overthink, you know, the relationship, maybe compare it to, like you said, somebody you're seeing on social media or compare it to how your relationship was at the beginning and or something like that. But then also for, you know, like my single friends on both Valentine's Day and things like Christmas, when they're looking, like I know my friend texted me on Boxing Day and she was like, I cried like all Christmas Day morning because all I'm doing is looking on social media and I'm seeing, you know, really happy couples and I just feel so alone. Like it's it's exasperated the the situation of me being single and it absolutely breaks my heart that there are girls out there and guys mm-hmm. and you know everybody who feel that way but what I tried to remind her was like a lot of people will put that emphasis on their relationships or on their situations on dates like Valentine's Day and Christmas Day but then the next day they could be back to hating each other and I was like what you see on social media is not the truth. Like no matter how real and raw somebody is on social media, you could be comparing yourself to these people who literally deep down despise each other. But because it's a day where you should focus on those lovely things, they're going to be putting that out to the world. And I think it's reminding yourself like a lot of those people who are maybe going into Valentine's Day thinking, I've not got anyone like I should have someone and doing that comparison and those shoulds and like giving themselves those expectations I think it's really important to remind themselves that you know they could have they could be in a relationship if they wanted to anybody can find a relationship Mm. but they'd be in a relationship with somebody who they don't don't want to be in a relationship with yeah like so you could find someone but you've not found the right person and it's important to differentiate you know it's not that you're unlovable you just have your standards you have your values you've got respect for yourself so you're holding out for finding the right person and the more that you can open yourself up the more that person's going to come into your life if you want it yeah, such good points. You're right as well about like Christmas Day and I and I'd not thought about Valentine's Day in the same way, but like certainly over Christmas, like we know a lot of people struggle with their mental health and they can feel it. And I suppose with Christmas it's more than one day, isn't it? Because it's like the Christmas period. But um it tends to be a time when things are heightened. So if you are on your own, that you just you feel it more, mate. If you've lost somebody, if you've broken up with somebody, everything is a lot more like you're a lot more easily triggered. But yeah, that's totally the same with Valentine's as well, because you could be recently split up and you're thinking, oh God, what are they doing this time last year? We were doing this and have they met somebody else and just going down that whole rabbit hole 
or like you said, you could be in an unhappy relationship or you could be single and thinking, God, I'm never going to get anyone. So the grass is always greener, isn't it, as well? Yeah, really good points. And apparently there's a thing called Valentine's Day anxiety. A lot of it we've kind of covered because I think it sort of merges with the depression stuff. Um, and again, it, a lot of this goes down to comparisons and, and self-doubt creeping in. And there was a few tips, Valentine's Day anxiety tips for singles. So this came from a, a licensed therapist and a professor in the US who offered like five tips. So I'm wondering what you think of these. Be your own Valentine. Give love to get love. Put things in perspective. Plan a group date night and monitor your feelings. I don't, I don't want to read out the whole thing with each point because it's long, but I think you get the gist. <laughs> yeah. I guess I agree with some of them to an extent. Mm. But I think like the greater piece of advice that I would give is like Valentine's is not that deep. Like mm. it's a day and for the most part, most couples don't celebrate it anyway. And if you are in a situation where you're finding yourself really down for what you're seeing online or what you're seeing your friends doing, I do like the advice of post that into yourself or like arrange. I know so many people do it these days anyway. It, a lot of people don't celebrate anything to do with Valentine's. They do like Galentine's. So it's like nice, you stand yeah. up with your girls, you go on a night out with your girls or you all come to your house and have like fajitas, watch a film and kind of changing what Valentine's is, which I, I do mm. think naturally, especially with like my generation and, and the generations below, they we naturally would rather celebrate with our girls than celebrate with our partners. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Yeah, fair play. Well, let's um, get into your story then, specifically your self-love story, because I, re I really liked a kind of different spin on it from what you see a lot of people that, you know, talk about self-love saying, which is like, you've got to love yourself first before anybody else can and you know do the work on you whereas I think you agree with that to an extent but you also credit uh, your partner for really helping you to you know love and accept yourself I love the story and I know you've been asked about it loads but it is so good about how Mike kind of came into play oh. here in terms of like you because he's part of the healing journey isn't he yeah, and he's part of why, yeah and it's part of why you 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 know you like who you've become now and you've done the work but he was he he deserves to get some credit too and, and, and I know <laughs> you do I know you do but if you wouldn't mind just kind of giving our listeners a, a bit of background there that'd be ace <laughs> yeah so it was actually just after I finished competing I did have another boyfriend at the time and I found out that he was cheating on me he was actually cheating on me with my partners now so Mike um with his girlfriend at the time and the four of us all works for the same personal training company but oh. we were in different uh, gyms across Manchester right and yeah so that came out and obviously everybody in the company knew there was like 100 personal trainers in this company okay. and my my Mike um is 
he's a bit older than me. Mike's like seven years older than me. And he had a kind of high role in the company. He he mentored a lot of the trainers. And so he'd messaged me just being like, do you want to go for a coffee? We're in a similar situation. Yeah, we can trade. We can have a bitch basically together yeah, about exactly. our idiotic partners. Yeah, yeah, exactly that. And we'd met a couple of times before, but we just never really spoke, I guess. Um, so we met for this coffee and then I'm like, no word of a lie. We've just been inseparable ever since. Oh, and I know it, it was amazing. I know. <laughs> um, but Mike's role in my journey to just like loving myself as a whole has been massive because obviously at the time I I could love myself like I could love my appearance but nothing deeper than that mm. and I think I obviously needed to do a lot of inner healing and, and a lot of learning to love who I am beyond my appearance but it was at a time when I was also needing to gain weight because I wasn't going to compete anymore and I think being with Mike really helped that because he although Mike's a he Mike owns a gym now and he's always been a personal trainer he's not like a big like macho man mostly Mike is a incredible when it comes to people and and you know really helping people just kind of get through everyday life with a positive mental attitude Amazing. and he so he ate really normal and his mindset towards exercise and body was just so liberating to me anyway I was like whoa I've just never known somebody have this kind of mindset and so I thought I can't be like seeing this guy and cooking things and weighing everything that I'm making he's gonna think I'm a weirdo so I was like okay I need to cut that out so I stopped that pretty much immediately stopped tracking stopped counting things is that hard do you know what I think because at the time I was like just like falling so deeply for this guy it overrode like all of my fears towards food and so yeah I guess like to some degree maybe it was a you know it, it wasn't I didn't have a relationship with food like I do now. I was mindful of it, but I I kind of immediately thought I want to be fully better. I want to be a healthy, normal functioning woman. And in order to do that, I can't have this relationship with food. So so yeah, I was able to kind of stop doing that. And sorry, I was just going to say maybe because you were able to kind of zoom out and just be like, this is what is at stake. And this is somebody that you clearly recognized you could spend your life with. And then it's yeah. like, but like, is he going to be able to tolerate, you know, me asking for lettuce leaves for a rest of a meal? Do you yeah. know, that's me exaggerating, but yeah. yeah. No, no, no. That's That was like a big part of my mindset. But as I was gaining weight, that's what I found really difficult the gaining weight process, I think I gain weight quite quickly because a lot of people, when they've been in that much of a calorie deficit, they do something called reverse dieting, which which is where you gradually add calories back into your diet and then kind of work your way back up to, a, I guess, a normal amount of food. Right. But I was just like, no, like, well, I want out of this whole situation. And so I gained the weight quite quickly. And that was when I'd have like meltdowns and Mike just always from the start would say like you are so much more than your body and I wish you could see that mm. and 
for I guess until then I never ever saw myself as being anything better than my body I just thought my body and my appearance was my everything it's the thing that got me through so many situations that that were maybe hard it it was a thing that I was able to mask over my you know I was never massively academic at school I hated speaking out loud in front of people and I'd always relied on my appearance. And so being in this situation, which I think is hard for any woman to be in a situation where you're gaining a lot of weight in a short amount of time, even though I needed to do it for myself and for my health. Um, He just knew how to help me shift my mindset from like, my body is the least interesting thing about me. My body is just this like case and everything that I am is inside. And he was able to love me so deeply in a way that was that I was able to recognize all of these other layers of myself. And I was able to start to develop that love for myself. That's incredible. And I hope people are really taking all this in because... I think you could apply that with your friendships as well, couldn't you? And, you, you know, if anybody's got any loved ones that are struggling with with body image, no matter what their size, you need to channel Mike. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you, know, you need to yeah. be telling them that you're more than the vessel that you're in, right? Mm-hmm. Is this where the Glow Up Project has been kind of born out of? Yeah, so... A lot of people use the term, uh, maybe not so much anymore, probably need to do a little bit of a rebrand. But a few years ago, people would say, oh, I'm having a glow up. And that would mean, oh, like, what a glow up. And that would be, say you're getting ready for a night out and you've obviously gone from no makeup, like looking like you're ready for bed. Ah, right, okay. What are your makeup on? You've done your hair, you've got your outfit on. Like in the Kardashians, yeah. Yeah, yeah, like you have just, (laughs) load up and you know what I I still love getting glam and I still love that side of things sometimes it can be the most fun part of a night out oh absolutely (laughs) especially if you get ready with your girls like agreed also enjoyable Mm -hmm. so it's you know it's acknowledging you can still enjoy that type of a glow up but if you're trying to find your whole happiness in those external glow ups we're not going to find it. You might reach a certain level of happiness that will sustain for maybe five minutes and then you're back to feeling the way that you did in the first place because until you start to go inside and do the inner work, no matter what you do to the outside of yourself, you're not going to feel happy. And so the message of the Glow Up Project is that the real glow up is an inside job. Like when you can start to do that inner work, It's got to show on the outside. You can also appreciate any kind of external changes you might want to do. Like I'm not somebody who's like um, anti-weight loss or, you know, anti-surgery if that's what somebody wants to do. It's not something that I would advocate for and I would never say to somebody, I think you should lose weight. Like that would be the best option for you because it's totally not what I'm here for. But for people who maybe feel like they want to go on some kind of weight loss journey or they want to go on some kind of under some kind of cosmetic procedure to change themselves I always say to them okay if you think that's going to make you happy then you go ahead and do that but I promise you until you do the inner work 
it's not going to make you happy because you're just going to be the same person feeling the same but in a thinner body or you're going to be the same person but with a with the same thoughts the same emotions but with a smaller nose like you'll you'll find another goal exactly find another goal it'll be like well I've had this done so maybe if I get this done because like you said it's not the root Mm. treating the root yeah amazing stuff Vic thank you so so much I can't let you go without us wrapping up with the Happier Life Project's last five in five. So these are the same five questions we ask every guest. They're more like, I guess, like quick fire to to close the episode. Okay. When and where are you at your happiest? When I'm on my sofa with a cup of tea, my Kindle and my dog. Oh, nice. What's your favourite thing to do that nourishes your mental health? And I'm crossing my fingers for this answer that I've seen a lot of Instagram posts on. My morning skank. Yes. Yeah, it's it's (laughs) the only thing that takes me from being in a funk to absolutely thriving in three minutes. You've got to tell people what your morning skank is because it's absolutely brilliant. So I'm, I'm really into afrobeat music but you don't have to skank to afrobeat if you're somebody who likes pop Matt, which you do that. explain what a skank is <laughs> yeah so a skank well a skank is a skank is like you're getting like you're getting down low you've got a lot of like it's not quite it's not a slut drop but we're kind of it's the same language isn't it in terms of yeah. like getting low and you're shaking your tail feather yeah we're there and then we usually you'll have the, the a very like millennial face where it's called oh it's called a stanky face and yeah. but it just happens it just comes out it's not something that just, you yeah do. it just happens when you're doing this type of dancing yeah well I I was just in a not a very good place like at the beginning of last year and I was doing everything and I would I was starting to feel a little bit better, but I was like, do you know what? I'm just gonna start dancing every morning. Well, skanking, should I say? I was skanking every morning, one song every morning, and it changed everything. And so it's just something that I've continued to do. And yeah, now it's become a bit of my like persona yeah. online. Yeah. <laughs> love it. I absolutely love it. Okay. Um, what piece of advice do you now know that you wished somebody would have told you earlier? that would have made you a happier person? I think like really basic, but like you are enough. Mm. Like to your core, you are enough. You don't need to mask anything with your appearance. What is the most important one thing that needs to change to make the world a happier place? I I think, and I think this is starting to happen, and maybe it's not, this will not help like older generations, but I think for younger generations in order to change the world, schools need to start providing this like classes within the school day because a lot of them will do it like after school I've, I've been asked to go into a lot of schools where we go after going like after school kids don't want to stay at school past school time so it needs to be in the school curriculum where they are 
doing this inner work. They're starting to figure out like who they are. They're recognizing their limiting beliefs. They're recognizing their values as people and being able to do that inner work from a young age, learning how to talk about what might be going on for them at home and in their lives and offering those safe spaces to be able to speak and listen. And I think if that can happen in schools and it's a mandatory subject, I think the the world will change. And I think there are things like, like I, I find on TikTok, maybe it's just the side of TikTok that I'm on, but I do think a lot more children are more awake to the world and to mental health and um, talking about your mental health. But I think offering children that opportunity to actually delve into themselves yeah literally be the thing to change the world that's a really genius idea because it's like carving out that time isn't it I I agree I think that's where social media has been really helpful in terms of people are becoming more aware but then it's also like taking the time and using the tools to actually do the work and god if you could offer that to parents as well that would you know the domino effect of that would be amazing okay finally what is a simple actionable step that we can take when it comes to glowing up that will help us all on our mission to building a happier life i think i would just say own who you are and truly let go of what other people think or might think something somebody said to me and this was a coach quite a while back she said if people are going to talk about you then give them something to talk about so if you if your biggest fear is thinking that other people are going to talk about you then go after your dreams anyway and let them talk about how you went after what you wanted and yeah, I think the more that we can sound out the world, the happier we will be inside. So I think that's probably one of the biggest piece of advice for somebody who wants to blow up. Amazing stuff. Okay, we just need to point to how people can find you. And of course, we'll put it all in the show notes. You've got a website, theglowupproject.co.uk. Is there a podcast gonna happen is it on the cards I've seen some coming soon kind of things yeah yeah so we've got a podcast coming this year awesome I'll be looking out for that uh to find and follow you on Instagram if you're not already because I know you've got loads of followers well I guess we can point to two right so we've got Victoria Neve and it's spelled Victoria and then N-I-A-M-H yeah and then on Instagram there's the Glow Up Project as well Awesome. Vic, thank you. You've been so generous with your time as well because we have run over. Thank you again. Thank you for having me. Hello, it's Gabby back with you. Thank you again to Victoria and Eve. As I mentioned at the start of this episode, Vic will be back next week to share her incredibly compelling story with her body and, you know, the real harrowing truth of what happens to your body when you have an eating disorder or don't treat it kindly that'll drop next tuesday so make sure you keep a lookout for that and of course a big big thanks for listening to this episode of the happy at life project and now for the important housekeeping if you are suffering with your mental health 
there is a crisis button on the My Possible Self app, which will signpost you to the correct information for immediate expert advice. Those of you who are listening on one of the podcast platforms, the My Possible Self app is completely free to download and access all of the content. So you don't need to worry about it costing you anything. And we don't try and, you know, entice you into anything and then add a subscription down the line. It is a completely free service. If you are in crisis or you think you may have an emergency, please contact your doctor or the emergency services immediately. The views expressed in this podcast are solely those of the interviewer, which is me, and the interviewees. The content of this podcast is for informational and educational purposes only and should not be considered as a substitute for professional or medical advice. The Priory Healthcare are not involved in the production or content of this podcast. To find and follow us on social media, we are at My Possible Self and I've been at Radio Gabby. Do take care and I'll see you on the next one. Bye for now.